0: Would you like to pay less for your car insurance? At Inovo Insurance, you can enjoy savings of up, up to 25% off on your car insurance. Call our award-winning team of experts now on 0818 treble 400. Don't renew until you call Innovo Insurance. Innovo Insurance Limited trading as Inovu Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Minimum premium of 344 euro applies. Acceptance criteria and terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. This is the story of a celebrity. A celebrity is a celebrated person. Someone distinguished, renowned, eminent, illustrious, famous in any way at all, though especially favorably. But it must be added, sometimes notorious, in a not so favorable way. At any rate, a celebrity, whatever else, is never, never humble, obscure, or unknown.
0: See that star, Silas?
1: Ah, which one? There are a lot of stars up there.
0: Right under the Big Dipper. See? Ah,
1: not
2: sure I do, Angela.
0: Oh, well. Never mind. Why are you so interested in that particular star? Why wouldn't I be? That star is my mother.
1: Our mystery drama, The Avocado Jungle, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Larry Haynes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. For untold centuries, mankind celebrated nature, its fruits, its seasons. Then came the celebration of the one great creator who made the earth, its fruits, and its seasons, and man himself. Then, as humankind developed, or deteriorated, however you view it, man began to celebrate himself. And certain individuals achieved, or had thrust upon them, the power to inspire. Not simply admiration and envy, but adoration and something approaching worship. Listen now to this story of a celebrated person.
2: My name is Silas Love. I'm 51 years old. And up until last year, I'd led a fairly pleasant but essentially uneventful life. I graduated from a good university, married a nice girl, raised a nice son, got a nice divorce. Where was I, having lived half a century? I sent my wife her alimony check every month, corresponded sporadically with my son, who lived 3,000 miles away. Tried to fall in love with a few women and failed. Belonged to a few clubs I hardly ever went to, saw a few people. It was all pleasant enough, I guess. But one thing I know it was. It was unexciting. Then for some reason, or no reason, I decided to go to my 25th class reunion, maybe to see how the other guys had made out and what they were doing. And it was there I ran into Jerry Winkler. Silas! What? Well, Jerry Wakeman, uh, Silas... Love, love. Love, right. I love, of course. Split my mind. Well, well, how the heck are you, Jerry? Swell. Great. You? Uh, great, swell. Great to see you. Great to see you. You haven't changed much. Well, say now, you haven't changed. Well, I don't know. Listen, what are you doing these days? I'm a writer. A writer? Mm-hmm. Well, great. I, uh, I don't read too much, except in my own field, of course. Yeah, what what is your field? anthropology anthropology hey that's great you go around digging up things is that it egyptian tombs, stuff like that now you're thinking of archaeology anthropology is more the science of man his uh, social relations his culture through the ages oh yes of course well i'm impressed tell me about yourself what do you write i'm sorry i don't uh, maybe i should know no. no 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 you wouldn't be interested in my stuff huh? oh come on i'm interested in you well uh i published a couple of novels sensational. No, 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 not sensational. Neither one ever got to second printing. Well, even... Still. One of them sold to moving pictures. What was the picture? Maybe I saw it. They never made it. Oh. Now, Hollywood got me into the, uh, as told to racket, though. As told to? Yeah, what? you know, the life story of Joe Joblots as told to. As told to Silas Love. Right, what I get. I've seen him around. You make a living out of that? Yeah. You like it? No. It's all right, it's a living. Well, no, it must be more than that. It's fascinating. Really fascinating. Yeah, I'll bet it is. Well, look, I'm going to Russia in a couple of months. Russia? No kidding. Tartar Republic. The southern Slavs are my special field. The Kazan. Tartars in particular. Well, now, I really envy you. I, I've never been any place but Hawaii. Want to come along? What, to Russia? Well, why not? I'd like the company. Well, gee, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to think about it. Wouldn't be for a couple of months. Well, it's a thought. Yeah. You, uh, You'd have to pay your own way. Yes, of course. Uh, listen, I have one of these books I'm supposed to do have actually been commissioned already. The Life of Joan Edmonds is Told to. Well, I could probably get all the telling to cleaned up in a couple of months. I might just take you up on your offer. Who's Joan Edmonds? You don't remember Joan Edmonds, the Joan Edmonds superstar when we were in college? Oh, that Joan Edmonds. Remember her? Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a bad actress either, if I was any judge back then. Must be, uh, 60 or something by right now? Yeah, thereabouts. Uh, she has a daughter, I think, lives with her in a big old house about 40 miles north of the city. I- I'm driving up there next week, and if all goes well, you uh, may just have bought yourself a traveling companion to Russia. The following week, I rented a car and drove to Joan Edmund's house. It was big and white with green shutters, like dozens i passed on the way, but it was on a side road. Big trees all around it, and boxwood hedges, and a natural swimming pool. Not Hollywood at all. And my hopes rose. There was a big brass knocker on the front door. Yes. Uh, I'm Silas Love. I'm. Uh, I'm supposed to do a book about Miss Edmonds. She's expecting me.
0: She's not here right this minute. She had to drive somebody to the station. But she'll be back pretty soon. If you want to wait. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Is it all right to come in? uh, Wait inside? Oh, of course. Certainly. Come in. Thank you. Do you want to come into the drawing room? Well, whatever you say. Right this way. Um, I'm not disturbing you, am I? I wasn't doing anything. Oh. Wow, what a beautiful room. Yes, it's nice. I suppose I ought to introduce myself. Well, if you... I'm Angela. Angela? Angela Edmonds. Angela Edmonds.
2: You're her daughter, yes.
0: Yes, I, I heard. She lived with her daughter. We don't look much alike. Well, I... She's I... so beautiful. Well, I wasn't saying... Thinking... And I'm so plain. No, I wouldn't say that. You don't have to. I've heard it all my life. Can I get you a cup of tea? Uh, yes, yes, I'd love a cup of tea. Thank you very much. It'll only take a minute. Wow.
2: I'd have drunk a cup of hemlock at that point. What do you say to a woman who says her mother's beautiful and she herself is plain? I suppose Angela Edmonds was about 35, but she could have been any age from 20 to 50. The body was young enough, I guess, and it's hard to tell what it was beneath those shapeless clothes. The hair was dark, not thick, not thin, but straight. I think she must have cut it herself. The skin was smooth, but its color was a grayish yellow. And there were lines in the forehead and two deep clefts in the eyebrows. There was no resemblance whatsoever between her and the remembrance I had of the glorious Joan Edmund,
0: a mother. I couldn't find a lemon. Oh, that's all right. But there's milk and sugar. Well, that's uh, just fine. I like it plain. You're not having any? I'll wait for Mother. Oh.
2: Now, this is certainly a nice house. It's big, too. Have you and your mother lived here long?
0: Ten years. Ever since Mother cast off Hollywood, she wanted to be near the theater. Oh, I see.
2: Uh, Has she, uh,
0: is she interested in doing a play? When she can find the right script. But they only send her trash. It's very discouraging. Yes, I can imagine. There was one she liked. We both liked it. But they couldn't raise the money. That's what they said.
2: You didn't believe them?
0: They could have raised the money on the strength of Mother's name alone. They were afraid of the play. Too avant garde. Mm, I see. Well, I certainly like this house. Would you like to see the rest of it while we're waiting for Mother? Yes. Thank you. I'd like that. A lot.
2: I didn't really care at all about seeing the house. It was a very nice house, but I'd seen others just as nice. But conversation with Angela Edmonds was getting to be a little more than I could manage. So I gratefully followed her through all the first floor rooms, dining room, library, music room, even the butler's pantry in the kitchen. Then?
0: Now I'll show you the rooms upstairs. All right, fine. Mother's room is the most beautiful one, of course. Oh, yes? Well, Well, yes, of course, why not? But mine is very interesting. Yes, I'm sure. Would you like to see my room first? Well, whatever you say, anything at all. It's right here, at the head of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Shall we go in? After you, please. You go first. Well, all right. This uh, this is your room. Yes, this is my room. Uh
2: your bedroom. I don't. I don't see any bed or or anything. All I all, all I see is uh. What what are they?
0: Avocados. Avocado trees. This is my avocado jungle.
2: Jungle. was the word for it? The room must have been 20 feet square at the least. And there were, judging by the light, windows on three sides. And later I was shown a narrow cot, a chest of drawers, and a straight chair hidden somewhere in the dense woodland of avocado trees. Some were mere saplings, only a foot or two high. Others were as tall as myself. And one, bursting with leaves, standing regally in the corner, touched with its tip, the 12-foot ceiling. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Did, Did you, uh, raise all these, or did you buy them, or what?
0: I raised them from seed. You know, you take the seed from a really ripe fruit, and you take a glass five inches high, and four wooden toothpicks. Yes, I know,
2: I know. Uh, my wife used to tooth hat, but we never had any luck. Uh, Miss Edmonds,
0: is, is this, uh... Well, obviously it is. I mean, it's a hobby of yours, isn't it? Lots of people raise avocados. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah, but so many, it doesn't. Once you get started, you can't stop. Well, uh,
2: they're, they're beautiful, all of them. Uh, that one, the one in the corner, that must be 12 feet high. It's kind of go right through the ceiling if you're not careful.
0: That's a very special tree. I haven't decided what to do with it. I thought and thought, if I could take it back to California, I could plant it outdoors, but here... Well,
2: you could, uh... C- couldn't you um, cut off the top? I mean, that wouldn't hurt it, would it?
0: Oh, no. Avocados take a lot of cutting back. Well, then, uh... It's w- my mother's plant.
2: Your mother's? Oh, uh, you mean it belongs to your mother? Your mother raised it?
0: In a way, she raised it. It grew from the earth she walked on. So you could say she raised it. uh uh-huh.
2: I, I don't think i quite follow you.
0: When we first came here, Mother and I went out for a walk. We walked across a meadow. It had been raining and the ground was soft and... wherever we put our feet, we left marks. You know, footprints? mm mm-hmm. Well, after Mother returned to the house, I went back to the meadow and there were Mother's footprints. Quite plain and clear. And I took a trowel and I dug up the earth where she had stepped. And when I got home... I put it in a flower pot and planted my next avocado seed in it. And it grew and grew and bloomed and bloomed and never faltered or faded. And it never will. Because it grew from the earth she walked on.
1: Though Angela Edmonds, in all probability, does not know it, her giant avocado tree is a midget. Avocados often grow to a height of 40 feet, but this happens out of doors in places like Mexico, Guatemala, or the West Indies, not inside a house 50 miles north of New York City. We'll return shortly with Act Two. There are those among us who seem to shine with a singular light. It used to be said that they possessed animal magnetism. Now we say they have charisma. Whatever it is, whatever it is called, those who are endowed with it are destined to attract and hold, at least for a time, a certain number of satellites who inexorably circle around them as the Earth revolves about the sun. Even as Angela told me the astonishing
2: tale of the giant avocado tree, the one she had planted, and earth dug up from footprints left by her mother, I heard the front door open and I said a silent prayer of thanks that I didn't have to respond or even comment. I wasn't at all sure that Angela Edmonds was entirely the same. And then I heard from downstairs what I took to be her mother's voice.
0: Angela, darling, I'm back. Where are you, love? Upstairs, Mother. Did that man show up, that right person? Yes, I'm here, Miss Edmonds. We'll come right down. No, no, don't do that. I'm coming out. Don't tell me, sorry. I wasn't here when you arrived. I had to take a house guest to the train. Yes, your daughter told me. Where? hello. Hello.
2: I'm Silas Luck. Of course you are. And, of course, you're Joan Edmonds. Yes, I am. I mean, uh... You've hardly changed at all. I remember your pictures, all of them.
0: Now, look, let's not talk about my old pictures. It's bad enough they dredged them up on television. Well, some of them were very good. (laughs) ha! damn few. Well, let's get to the interview, shall we? Yes, fine, fine. Shall we go into my bedroom? It's sunny there and comfortable. Yes, whatever you say. Since I'm going to tell you all my innermost secrets. (laughs) Oh, uh, Angela... Maybe Mr. Love would like a drink, would you, Mr. Love? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I would. Bring up some white wine, sweetheart, and a bottle of seltzer. Come on, Mr. Love. let's get started.
2: Jerry, you wouldn't believe it. She's magnificent. How does she look? Oh, marvelous, but that's not the point. She's got to be 60 if she's a day. Well, when you're with her, you don't think about that. In the first place, she doesn't look it. She could be any age. When you're with her, you don't think about that, Jerry. She just sort of... Sweeps you up and carries you along. Probably had plenty of plastic surgery. No, 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 no. You don't get the idea. It's not her looks. Oh yes, it is her looks. They're marvelous. But it's it's something else too. It's her uh, her enthusiasm, her friendliness. She's interested in everything. In you, you mean? Well, yes, in me to a certain extent. I had to remember what I was there for. But then when she was uh, so interested in the whole process, how we were going to go about it. And I explained that I uh, brought along a tape recorder, but if she didn't want me to turn it on, I wouldn't. But she said, no, no, it was all right. She didn't mind. And it's a good thing, because I want to tell you, I got so lost in what she was saying and the way she was saying it. I couldn't have remembered it all. She really looks good, does she? Terry, you, know, you keep dwelling on how she looks. Listen, suppose she's sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two. 61, she's, 62. She's got a daughter, Angela, saying Angela's in her 30s. Well, you, you could turn that around. Angela could be Joan's mother. She's... Docile and me, continued and, and self-effacing. There's no youth there at all. The only time she lights up is when her mother's in the room, and then uh, she smiles, she talks a little. It's, uh, it's as though she lived in her mother's reflection and the, and the light reflected back from her mother. Do you know what I mean? I don't think so. It's as though she didn't live or breathe or have any kind of life except what she gets from her mother or, or from her avocados. The what? Well, she has this sort of hobby. Maybe, maybe it's her life's work raising
1: avocados.
2: A whole bedroom is filled with avocado plants in various stages of growth, and one of them, my Lord, you should see it. It reaches to the ceiling, and, and it's bursting with branches and leaves. It's the healthiest thing you ever saw, but even that giant avocado, even that, has something that connects it to her mother. How's that? Well, she told me about it. She's very proud of it. It seems she and her mother went walking one day shortly after they came east, and the ground was soft and wet, and Angela dug up the dirt where her mother had made footprints in the soil and planted the avocado pit in it. How's that? Say that again, will you? She dug up the earth from her mother's footprints and planted an avocado seed in it, and the darn thing has grown. A love spell. A what? It was A love spell. To ensure her mother's love. Listen. Among the southern Slavic people, a girl will take earth from a lover's footprint and plant a marigold in it. The marigold is believed never to fade, so the girl thinks her sweetheart's love will grow and bloom and never die. The love spell acts on the man through the earth he walked on. How, How do you know such things? It's my business to know them. It's part of being an anthropologist. Still want to come with me to Russia? I used to drive the 50 miles to Joan Edmonds' house every day and back to New York in the evening. She got into the habit of leaving the front door unlocked for me. It gave us both more freedom. If she was home, we'd start work almost immediately. If she wasn't, I'd play back the tapes from the preceding day and make notes. Now and then, when we worked late, I'd stay for dinner and... once in a while, overnight. We were three-fourths of the way through the book when one morning I arrived at the house. Miss Edmonds? Joan? he's not here. Oh, is that you, Angela?
0: I'm in Mother's room.
2: Okay, be right up. I guess I'm really early today.
0: Mother said to tell you she'd be right back. Well, there's no hurry. I've got plenty to do. What's that thing? Oh, that's a tape recorder. You record everything she says? Well, I don't ever want
2: to this quarter.
0: Oh, I think I just heard her car drive up. Oh, fine, fine. Uh... What's that you've got there? This is lining for her bureau drawers. It's quilted. Oh, pretty color. You like pink? Yeah, sure. It's scented with lemon verbena. She's crazy about lemon verbena. Here. Smell. Mm, very nice. I do this every other month. So her lingerie and everything has a lovely scent. Maybe you've noticed. Well, I, uh... Oh, uh,
2: yes, upstairs.
0: I saw your car. I'll be right there. I'd better leave. Yes, I guess we'll be getting to work. I can finish this later, after you've gone. Uh-huh. Darling, what a gorgeous day. Hello, sweetheart, mother. Darling, why don't you get out in this glorious sunshine? Take a walk. Play tennis. With who? Oh, somebody. Or take the car if you want to. Go for a drive someplace. Where to? Any place. Just get out in the fresh air. Silas and I have to work. Once this silly book is finished, I'll be able to take walks with you and play tennis and go for drives. But right now, well, you see how it is. Yes, I see. I'll be in my room if you need anything. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, what's the trouble? Can't you tell?
2: Well, she's uh, very devoted to you.
0: Too devoted. And you don't like it? Oh, I suppose I do. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like a pedestal. Isn't that the truth? Well, I've never been on a pedestal, so I wouldn't know. I was on one for a good many years. A national one. Even a worldwide one. Now the only person who looks up to me is my daughter. I'm not sure it's healthy. Neither am I. You don't think there's anything wrong with it, do you?
2: Uh, wrong for a daughter to love her mother? No. Well, then. But for a daughter... To worship her mother, I'm not so sure. Angela told me about the giant avocado tree. Huh? What did she tell you? That she planted it in dirt she dug up from your footprints. Lord, did she tell you about that? It's an amazing tree.
0: Angela's very gifted with avocados. She should be. She spends all her time with them. Yes, her bedroom is an avocado jungle. I know. I know. What's that? What's 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 that noise? Oh, I didn't hear anything. Well, I did. Don't you hear it? Angela Donna Earthy Who's going? Silas Come here uh, What is it? Oh, help her She'll hurt herself I want you to have this here in your room. It's yours. Oh, crazy girl. It's your avocado tree. It's your very own all avocado. All right, let go, Angela. I've got it. i your mind trying to carry that huge thing. Now, where will I put it? In any place. By the east window. It needs to start. Now, listen lady. You were very naughty to do this. But I wanted you to have it. Well, all right, now, I've got it. But you don't have to take care of it. I'll do that. I'll water it and everything. You don't have to sweat it. I'm just it. happy it. you didn't fall down carrying that monstrous thing. Now, go and change your clothes. Take a bath. And change your clothes. You're covered with dirt. I'll take care of it. You don't have to. Go on, on now. Go right? on. Um, we'll see you at lunch. Water it every day. I promise. Good Lord. What in the world could have possessed that girl to carry that gigantic thing all the way from her room in here? What possesses her? Jealousy, do you think? What? What did you say?
2: I said, do you think it could be jealousy? Jealous of who? Jealous of what? Of you, me, of the time we spent together? No, no. Well, worshippers don't like to share their idols. They want exclusive rights. They want to belong to their gods, but in return they expect their gods to belong to He's
0: them. She's not even my own child. What did you say? Forget it. Forget it. I, I, I didn't, didn't say anything. Yes, you did. Let's, let's get to no, it. No, tell
2: me what you no. said. I know... What you said, but tell me again.
0: You wouldn't put it in the book. Oh God, you wouldn't do that. She doesn't even know.
2: She doesn't know that uh,
0: she's an adopted child. It was during the war. I was in England. The Blitz was on. I was near Coventry. I found this poor little race. just a baby. Her parents were killed. Well, you know what happened to Coventry. Everything was destroyed. All the records, uh, I kept the child with me. And when I came back, I made up a story about marrying an R.A.F. man. Charlotte, you won't print it. Now, why haven't you ever told I her? don't want her to know. But it's a lovely story. Why, why would she not? I, I don't. I, but the truth is, I don't want anyone, people, uh, my public to know that I couldn't have a child. You know, the image, the image must be preserved. Uh, something like that been married five times and there were lovers. I wanted a child. And I wanted that child to believe she was really mine. And everyone else should believe it, too. You won't put it in the book, Silas, will you?
2: (sighs) Nothing, Joan, nothing is going into that book that you don't
0: want there. Thank you. Thank you, Silas. And you won't tell Angela i won't tell her if you did she might kill me
1: it may be very pleasant to be a celebrity probably it's very exhilarating To see crowds of people gathered to catch a glimpse of you. To have them beg for your autograph. Even to have them snatch greedily for bits of your clothing. Heady stuff, I imagine. But mustn't there be an undercurrent of uneasiness? A feeling that the outpouring of adoration is somehow and in some way false. That it could reverse itself at any moment and become hatred. We may find out when I return shortly with Act Three. Look at the people on the streets. Look at the people in the stores. Look at the people on buses and trains. Look and wonder what secrets are locked within them. What fears bedevil them. What private concerns clot the blood behind those public faces. We return you now to the concluding act of the Avocado Jungle.
2: The summer was ending. My sessions with Joan were nearly over. I was almost ready to start outlining the book. And ahead of me lay the exciting prospect of my trip to Russia with Jerry Winkler. I was hauling down my luggage, going over my limited wardrobe, when Jerry showed up. Hi. Hi. Come in. Get yourself a beer. Tell me, what do they wear in the Tartar Republic, anyway? You got your visa? Well, there was a little fuss about it, but I got it. Uh, how's the book coming, uh, as told to, Oh, uh... great. Great. I, uh... Sent the tapes off to Hilda Hutchnecker day before yesterday. Hilda's the little gem of a typist who transcribes from tapes at a dollar a page. But she's accurate and she's quick. I ought to have them back in a day or so. Then a couple of sessions with Joan Edmonds, let her read the transcript, show her my outline for the book, and I'm with you. You planning on doing some writing while we're in Russia? Oh, no. No, no. I won't put pen to paper. Just sort of kick it around in my head in off moments, if there are any off moments. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, Hello. Love, this is Hilda
2: oh, yeah, Hilda. How's it coming? All right,
0: but I thought I ought to tell you something.
2: There's a gap in one of the tapes. A gap? How long a gap? Oh, eight, ten
0: minutes
2: about. I thought I ought to tell you. Oh, yeah, well, well, finish the stuff up, Hilda, and ship it over, will you? Maybe tomorrow. That's fine. Bye. <coughs> Trouble? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That was Hilda. She says there's a part of the tape missing. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I could have left the thing running, I guess. I get careless sometimes. Well, I can check with Joan as soon as she gets out of the hospital. She's sick? Huh? Oh, no, no, not really. Some kind of a minor operation she had done. She'll be out in a day or so. Holy cow. What? You think of something? It's just possible. I wonder. Could be. What for Pete's I can't tell you, Jerry. Are you are concerned. Is, is it serious that you're missing ten minutes? If it's, it's the ten minutes I think it is. Hello? Uh, Hilda, this is Silas Love. Uh, tell me, what's the date... On the tape with the 10-minute gap in it. Ah, uh, just a sec. Uh, it's, uh, August 28th. August 28th. Thanks, Hilda. I was right. About what? About the 10 minutes that's missing. I know what we talked about on August 28th. Uh... Of course, it was the conversation about Angela that was missing. That had been erased in all probability. But who had erased it? Had Joan, had she wanted to eradicate any evidence that Angela was not her own child, evidence out of her own mouth, Well, had Angela. A couple of days later, I got a call from Joan. She was out of the hospital and wanted to see me. Hi, Joe.
0: Silas?
2: Don't you look pretty?
0: Do I? I signed myself out of the hospital a day early. I wanted to come home. The doctor said take it easy, drink plenty of fluids, and take aspirin. You know the usual advice. I think it was the painkiller they gave me after the operation that makes me so thirsty. Pour me another glass of water, will you have? Oh, sure. Yes,
2: I, uh, brought the transcripts of the tapes with
0: me. Oh, good. I'll read them. But not today.
2: No, no, no hurry at all. Want some more water? Do you mind? No, not at all. Just wait till you feel completely well, and then, uh, you call me, and I'll drive up, and we'll go over them together. Here you are. Here's your water. Thanks.
0: Maybe in a few days. Come in. I brought you some bottled water, Mother. Oh, darling, how sweet of you. It's better than water from the tap. Hello, Mr. Love. Hello, Angela. This water isn't carbonated, Mother. Sun's so gas as they say. I hope that's all right. Son's gas is fine, darling. I don't really like the bubbles much. Do you want anything else? Another thing.
2: How's, uh... How's your jungle, Angela? What? Your avocado jungle. How is it?
0: All right. Thanks for asking. Well, if you don't need anything else, Mother... If I need anything, Mr. Love will get it for me. Are you staying for dinner, Mr. Love? I ought to tell the cook... No, no, I have to get back to New York. Oh. All right.
2: Joan, uh, there's something I ought to tell you about the tapes you... May notice it in the transcripts, and I think you should know.
0: Oh, not today, Silas. Let's not go into all that today, do you mind? No, no, I don't mind. Look, you you really don't feel very well, do you? Well, all right. Only, uh, pour me a glass of that bottle of water, will will you, Silas? You sure? The doctor said... Yeah, okay, okay. There you are. Joan, I've
2: changed my mind. I'm staying for
0: dinner. Oh, all right. Tell Angela. I'm sure there's plenty. Maybe we can ask the maid to serve your dinner and mine up here. And then we can talk, maybe. But not now. I'll sleep for a while.
2: Later. Sure. Sure. Would you like me to close the shutters or anything?
0: That would be nice.
2: John? Hmm? I'm not just staying for dinner, I'm staying overnight. Mm-hmm caught my eye as I went to the window to close the shutters. The giant avocado was standing straight and tall and proud, but two of its myriad leaves showed a brownish tinge at their tips, and wild, absurd thoughts raced through my head. I felt that I knew, but what, what did I know? What was struggling inside my brain trying to come clear? I'd stay in this house until it made its way out, and I did, for a week, spending my days with Joan in her room, and Whenever she slept, which she did intermittently and often, I stealthily watered a giant avocado. Are you feeling better today? Much better. Would you like to go over the transcript? Yes, we could do that. John, there's something you should know before you read them. Uh, toward the end, there's a part missing.
0: Missing? What could be missing?
2: Well, you see, these are transcripts of the tapes we made.
0: Yes, I know that. And uh,
2: there's a girl who transcribes my tapes for me and... and uh, well, she found a gap in one of them, about ten minutes.
0: Oh. Well, we can reconstruct that between us, can't we? Surely we can remember what we said. Oh, yes, yes, we can do that. Well, then, what's the problem? What's well, it's no problem. No problem at all. Well, I can certainly remember what I said. After all, it's my life we've been talking about. Well, uh, I don't
2: think you want to reconstruct this ten minutes. Why not? Well, this ten minutes is from the tape of August the 28th. I
0: so.
2: Do you remember what you told me that day?
0: No, but it'll come to me. Of course
2: it will. that was the day you told me about Angela. Angela? That you
0: had adopted her. Oh, no. And that you uh, never told her she was adopted. But that that wasn't on the tape. That that wasn't supposed to go in the book. Did you erase it from the tape? I didn't even know it was on the tape. Why was it? How did it get there? Well, we must have left the recorder running by mistake. How
2: could that happen? Does it worry you? Of course it worries me. Why? Well, because I... Joan... I am not going to put anything in that book that you don't want there. Now, what are you afraid of? That she... That Angela... That but she, she
0: played the tape. Is that it? Yes. And couldn't bear what she heard. Yes. And so she erased it. That must have been what happened. Mustn't it? Yes, I think what so. What am I going to do? Angela! What? What? You get out of here! You get out of here. Yeah, just you... a minute. Thanks, Angela. But what do you think you're doing? The avocado tastes so clever. Leaking in. Angela, don't do that. darling. you're tearing it up. i a stop Stop. come on, Angela. Let Let's go. Here and watering my avocados. What's she talking about? Let me have it, Angela. Let me. No. Oh, yes! Oh, darling. Oh. Why did you do that? What is it? Oh, darling, what is it? Oh, sweetheart, come here. Let me hold you. But tell me, what is it? What's happened? I had to do it. I had to. But why? Why? Because you don't love me. You don't love me. And you never have.
2: Three weeks later, Jerry Winkler and I were on a plane bound for Russia the book was all planned, and I'd have this vacation time to relax before I started in on the actual writing. I'd gone over the whole story of Joan Edmonds and her daughter with Jerry because, after all, if he hadn't told me about the love spell, I'd never have caught on to the whole thing. And Joan was drinking water constantly, glass after glass, couldn't get enough of it. As she said the doctor had told her that it was probably the painkiller they'd given her in the hospital that made her so thirsty, but somehow it didn't sound right to me, Jerry. And then when I w- went to the window to close the shutters, I saw the giant avocado. The thirsty avocado. Yeah, but well, just a few of its leaves were beginning to turn brown, but Angela never let anything like that happen. One of her avocado trees, never. And I began having this, this wild suspicion, wild, crazy, impossible... But I couldn't ignore it. The avocado is a tropical plant and can't live for long without water. She was killing the avocado. Just because she couldn't bring herself to kill her mother. That's about it. And you watered the avocado? Every day I was there. Saved its life. And thereby saved Joan. Well, all I can do is tell you what happened. You see, Joan began to feel better along with the avocado. And finally, I told her about the 10-minute gap in the tape, what it contained. And she was horrified, of course. And then Angela burst into the room, screaming at me. For saving the avocado. Yes, she grabbed the tree and tried to pull it up by the roots. And when that didn't work, she kicked the pot it was in until it broke and spilled all over the floor. Then what? Well, I... I got out of the room. Joan was holding Angela in her arms. Angela was crying. Matter of fact, they both were. I got out. How are they making out now, do you know? Well, Joan called me just before we left New York. She says she told Angela all the details of the adoption. Angela admitted that she had erased the tape. John sounded quite satisfied with the way everything had turned out. They'll be okay, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Matter of fact, I'm positive. What makes you say that? Well, now that everything's out in the open, no secrets, nothing held back. John says it's okay to go ahead and put the whole story in the book, which is exactly what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm.
1: variously contagious magic, sympathetic magic, or mimetic magic. The belief that whatever is done to a material object will in like manner affect the person with whom the object has been in contact, whether or not it ever was a part of that person's body. In other words, it says to us that things once in contact are always in contact. That is what it says. We can agree or we can disagree just as we choose. I'll be back shortly.
2: association and you know that cigarettes are a breathing
1: hazard smokers please don't add that extra offense give us a break for life and breath the belief in magic sympathetic contagious mimetic was badly shaken by the evolution of religion Much later, the belief in religion was shaken by the development of modern science. Magic, religion, science. All three have had great power over the mind of man. But not one of them has been able to contain it completely. And perhaps that's just as well. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Lois Kitty, Terry Keene, and Howard Ross. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. And whenever Lou was in town,
2: we were inseparable. Even during one of the worst blizzards in the history of Chicago, when Lou punched me in the mouth, saving my life
1: at the same time that he risked his own.
2: I was crazy to try to get to work, but
1: I had a new account that I'd promised to work up, so... I fought my
2: way to my car and was just about settled in the front seat when I saw Lou trudging towards me through the snow. At the same time, I heard thump. I rolled the window down to try to see what had happened, and I heard Lou calling.
0: Stay where you are, Jason. Don't move. Get your face back in there. are you crazy, Lou? What's going on here? Let me get out of here. Sorry, buddy. That's an electric power cable across the back of your car. Now, sitting where you are, your face is in your house. Touch one foot
1: on the ground, you'll be electrocuted. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.